2050, extension 116. Good morning. Welcome to today's program. The Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I'm uh, in the booth today. I'm not at the boards. I think I can do a little bit better job if I'm not distracted. It's important. um, What is important is that um, I think the Christian's in our time uh, have an understanding of what it is that we are going to be called to do and what we have been called to do. Now, Noah was called in his generation. God had an objective, a plan, a purpose, vital for the world of Noah's time, and God called Noah. He's the person, there was no other person that could have taken Noah's place. Then, during the time of Jacob and his children, Joseph would be called in his generation. There wasn't anyone who could replace Joseph in what God was going to do with the children of Israel and with Egypt. Joseph was called in God's sovereign, sovereignty. Joseph would put, was put in the household of Pharaoh. And Joseph was the man responsible for feeding the world at that time. Moses was called in his generation. There was no one who could replace Moses. If Moses would have died when he was a child, God's plan would have been hindered. But Moses could not be replaced. He was called in his generation. He was to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt into the wilderness so that God could move forward with the plan of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Moses was the one who would free and deliver the children of Israel from captivity. Then, during the time of Christ, there were these apostles. There were twelve apostles. Eleven would be faithful. One would be the betrayer. One would betray Messiah. And he would be replaced Matthias would take over the apostleship of Judas Iscariot. 
the apostles could not be replaced. This is why last week I read the verses about Peter when on the night of uh, the Passover, the Lord told Peter that he had prayed for Peter that his faith would not fail because Satan had demanded that Peter and all of the apostles be turned over to him so that Satan could destroy their faith in God, destroy their plan for the future, destroy that plan that God had with them. So Satan wanted to steal them from God, keep them from God. <clears throat> and the Lord told Peter, when you have been converted, you strengthen the disciples. Now, we that are alive today, we believers, we are called, and we're called in the generation to the time in which we live. 2,000 years ago, like I stated last week, Christ started something on the night of resurrection. He began the experience of mankind, the, or the experience of mankind having Christ inside of them, dwelling in them as the Holy Spirit began on the night of resurrection. Christ was raised from the dead in the morning, and he visited a group of people that evening in a little room, and he breathed into them his Holy Spirit. That began something unique which will have an end. It was the beginning, Christ being the Alpha, the one who begins things, who starts things, the Alpha. The Alpha and Omega are talked about four times in the Bible, twice in Revelation chapter 1, once in Revelation chapter 21, once in Revelation chapter 22. Four mentions of Alpha and Omega in all of the Scripture. And Christ was saying, I am the one who starts things. I initiate things. I, I'm the beginning. And I'm the end. I fulfill. I finish. I complete. I'm the Omega. 2,000 years ago, the beginning of the Christian experience, the born-again experience, our terminology is Christian. The beginning of the experience where Jesus Christ as the Holy Spirit lives within the spirit of man. That is an experience that will come to an end with mankind in the near future. Because the Alpha is coming to finish. Now, these apostles in their generation were the ones who began the great 
plan of God working with born-again, redeemed people through 2,000 years. They initiated. They were the ones God put, gave them instruction, and put this plan in their hands. And these 11, excluding Judas Iscariot, were faithful. And then Matthias was picked to be the twelfth. We are going to close out the age. We are going to finish what Christ began 2,000 years ago. And with that, all of the prophecies that Christ has given his seven churches are going to be completed. And the prophecies in our time pertaining to closing out this age, this time period, are going to come to pass. And we Christians, number one, have to have knowledge of the prophecies that pertain to the body of believers who have believed into Messiah, into Jesus Christ, into Yeshua. We have to accept that these prophecies that we're moving into are going to be difficult. It's going to be a hard time. The prophecies for the body of Christ at the conclusion of the church age of the Christian, the born-again believer experience are severe. The hardships will be severe. But the Lord Jesus, He has given us His Holy Spirit. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He has given his churches, the seven churches, everything needed from that time to our time. We're a unique generation. It will be in our generation that we will witness the fulfillment of all the prophecies about the Gentiles. We will witness all the prophecies that are specifically given and were specifically given to Israel as a nation. We, born-again people, all of the mysteries that Christ had that have been hidden from ages are going to be revealed to us. What is going to be asked of us is that we will be witnesses to this Christ, to this Messiah, to this Son of Man who raised from the dead and now sits in the third heaven 
on the throne beside his father. He has his divinity. He has his humanity. And he's orchestrating everything that's taking place in the universe. There is a uh, teacher, Bible teacher. Oh boy, am I going to forget his name. Um, I can see his face. But anyhow, he is a he's a dominionist. <clears throat> he has dominionist beliefs. Gary North. Some of you have, may have heard of Gary North. I like Gary. I am not a dominionist. I do not believe we're going to take over the world for Christ to give the world to Christ at his coming to give him the world as a gift. I do not believe that. But Gary North, in spite of his being a dominionist, this man is his teachings are are very very good if you if you have in mind where he's coming from. But in one of his lectures, he made a, a very powerful point. There's a point. And that point is that we individually have something, each one of us, that is unique to each of us, to, one, to each of us. Something that we do, that we can do. And he breaks it into two he breaks it into two two uh, uh, segments. Number one, there's our occupation. It's what we do to make a living, what we do to live, to feed ourselves, to house ourselves, to clothe ourselves. There's our occupation. Then there is our calling. Each of us have a different calling. The gravity of our calling is different. Some have a calling where the weight and the gravity is immense. Others, the what is required is not as demanding. But the, don't misinterpret whether you have been called to carry a great load or a light load, a lesser load, is irrelevant. Your faithfulness in what God has put in your hand and asked you to do, that is what is important. Not everyone at the time of the apostles were called to carry the weight and the load that they were given. It was immense. God does not give every person the same personality, the same uh, ability to carry pressure. And if God gives you that ability, then we, we thank Him for that. But if He doesn't give it to you, we thank Him for that also. Because God places the members in His body, every one of them. He places them where it pleases Him. 
Paul talks about, can we all be an eye, an ear, a nose? We all have different abilities. But if we're faithful in the abilities that Christ gives us, our rewards will be the same. The other example, you have a man that has one talent and he buries it. And when the Lord returns, that talent is given to somebody else that has been faithful. There's another, two other people that were given talent, talents. And they use these abilities to get more, to make a profit for themselves and for the kingdom of heaven. And they're commended for that. The one talented member was told, you should have given what you had to the people that God would put in your world that could help you invest it. I have met many Christians that are one, I've worked with Christians that are one talented. They naturally do not have a lot of great, they don't, don't have great ability. They don't have great vision. But they're faithful in what God gives them practically, finances, abilities. They're faithful. I have one friend. This person was just very humble. He was very, he was uh, successful as a businessman. But as a Christian, he was just happy to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever in the assembly that he, it was the resurrection fellowship, he was happy to do whatever he could to assist John Stalker in John Stalker's calling. He was faithful just to show up, faithful to do whatever he could to pray. He would see things. He had supernatural abilities to pray. To He could see things and he would pray about things. And he was always, his face was always glowing. He was very content to be a member and to participate in this great experience of every Christian to have Christ in you and to be able to enjoy Christ with people around you. Each one of us has this ability. And like Gary North stated, there is something that each of us can do in our calling. But we have to understand what our calling is. It's different than making a living. Very rarely, he stated, is making a living part of your calling. I could give you an example, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh made a great Rush Limbaugh made a great living with his calling radio broadcast so you could say and I use him as an example because he was able to become very wealthy because of his ability 
It's rare, but it does happen. But with us, in our calling, that is, it is something spiritually that we, something that we can do that nobody else can do. Something in our calling where we cannot be replaced. No one can replace us. This is why I started with Noah. Nobody could replace Noah. And the Holy Spirit makes it evident. Time, mankind had become so wicked. There was no time if Noah would have failed to start again. The world was too evil. Joseph, these seven years of, hard, of plenty, have seven years of hardship were coming. It had already been decreed by God to a dream to Pharaoh. And Joseph was in the right place at the right time. He had been trained in his childhood through the years, through his experiences, through those that betrayed him, through the hardships that he went through, to the suffering, the unrighteous suffering. He was guilty of things that he was, he was punished for things he wasn't guilty of. But he was still being prepared by God to save the world at that time. He could not be replaced. Moses. The devil, Pharaoh tried to kill, have Moses killed as a child. And because of Moses, thousands and thousands of other young Jewish children, males, were murdered. Trying to find one child, others suffered. Actually, because they were, they were the Jewish people were growing in mass. They were afraid that they were going to become an army to, to eventually overthrow Pharaoh, and so in that, all the young men were killed. But we know spiritually, we know that behind the scenes, the devil knew God had a plan to do something. I don't know if the devil knew that it would, Moses would be the deliverer, but there were the prophecies about a deliverer would come. And so they were trying to stop that deliverer who would be Moses. He could not be replaced. And so it is with us today. We can't be replaced. We who have been faithful to the Lord through the years can help those who have not been faithful to begin to become faithful, to be faithful. We have the experience to assist God's children, to encourage them, to assist them in with the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding that we have that what is going to happen in the world cannot be stopped. It's, it has to happen. Christ said it would happen. This is why we have the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
and I began to present to you last week, in this 2,000-year period of time, there is one major work that God has with mankind, and that work is in the body of believers, in the body of faithful, and the body of born-again people, children of God that are born again. The whole work of God, the main work of God, is with His churches. Because we're unique. Because we have Christ in us. The threat is not the nation of Israel, is not the Gentile people. The threat to the kingdom of darkness is the born-again children of God that have the Holy Spirit that know the Holy Spirit that are faithful to God we'll be back in just a few minutes and we'll continue with the second half of the first hour we'll be right back and shake your rear with the Funky Garage Fossil Jostle Saturday nights at 8 p.m. on 1360 KHNC. You'll hear the coolest 60s garage psychedelic surf and 60s and 70s funky grooves. Tune in, turn up, and get down. You can buy gold just about anywhere in the world from all kinds of different dealers. So why do you use the Patriot Trading Group? 20 years of service, just like that. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, just like that. Lowest prices. Just like that. No solicitation. Just like that. Buying or selling? Just like that. For all your gold and silver needs, call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. Just like that. Hey, this is Mike Ramsey, Ramsey Auto Group, with Steve Pardue. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley is our new address. Phone number is 970-443-5654. We specialize in used trucks and sport utility vehicles, but mainly trucks. We have extended our hours on Saturdays to 10 to 3 and Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 5.30. Serving the Greeley community and the surrounding areas, but we are really proud to call Greeley our home. 970-443-5654, 6175 West 10th Street in Greeley. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. The P.E. Gun Show, February 12th and 13th, has two giveaways, an AR pistol from Modern Arms and Optics and a 12-gauge semi-auto from GB Survival. 
guns, ammo, knives, military surplus, self-defense products, and much more. Located at 1840 Greeley Mall in Greeley, Colorado. Buy, sell, or trade in $50 CCW classes on Saturday and Sunday. See PEShows.com to register. That's PEShows.com. See you at the show. Hey. Hey. Yes, you. Yes, you. Be sure to listen to Fake in the Truth, where Jason and Brian will bring you social media level fakeness Monday through Thursdays at 3 p.m. right here on KHNC 1360 AM and 1360KHNC.com. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus Okay, and we're going to continue. The uh, My contact information is P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And the podcasts of these programs are on 1360KHNC.com. 1360KHNC.com. The... You know, we all have something that is unique to each of us. And we have to thank God for that. We don't want, we, we, one of the worst things a Christian can do is undermine the work of God and the call of God and the plan of God in their life. We, we thank, we thank God whether we've been called male, female, well-off, living in hardship, educated, non-educated, handicapped, whole, whatever it is, the people who move forward with God are the ones who are grateful to God for all things. This is a principle with Christ that many Christians never learn gratefulness. No matter what happens, we're grateful with uh, the apostles. They were told the Holy Spirit, Christ did not lie to them when they were being trained with the Lord. They were with him daily. They ate with him. They traveled with him. They were with him in pearl, peril when he's on the ship in the in the sea and they're about to be swamped they were with him when he fed the th- multitudes they were with him when he cast out the spirits they were with him because Christ wanted to show them an invisible world this is one thing with each of us that Christ will do he will show us that invisible world that other world while he shows us his kingdom, which is invisible, he will show us that other world, of that other kingdom that is invisible also. But with being grateful, these apostles knew what their end was going to be. 
It didn't stop them. They were grateful. We need to be grateful in what, wherever it is that God has called us in life. We need to thank Him for it. A person that suffered much for, for God, for Yahweh, was King David. He, got, he, was, he was attacked by family, neighbors. Uh, he was, uh, by not neighbors, but by his own people, by Saul. He was attacked by the enemies of Israel, personal enemies and enemies of, of the children of Israel as a people. But if you read the Psalms, he would talk about his hardship, his conflict, his sins, and then he would always end thanking God for God's faithfulness, thanking God for his goodness and his kindness and his mercy and his tender mercies. He would always thank God and praise God and worship God. He perfected praise. We as believers, this is something that each of us need to do. We need to learn how to per perfect praise and worship and true honor to this God who has saved us eternally that we can praise Him and honor Him the way that He should be honored. There is no problem with God. The problem is with us. The problem is with our heart. And this is why we need the Holy Spirit to help us have a right heart. And as we praise and worship God, then all the help of heaven comes All the, all the blessings, all the great, everything from God becomes available to us. There is something that each of us, we do that no one else can do. Whether we, I know that because in America we are... Uh, a society that is driven to succeed. And that spirit can destroy us. And there was a book written by a... The author was Rick Warren. I, don't, I, I really personally don't think much of him. I'm not even sure he's a Christian. He's religious, but I'm not sure he's a true believer. And he wrote a book, and this is very, very revealing. The Purpose Driven Church. And many Christians, because of America, because of their upbringing in America, because of the push to succeed, the Purpose Driven Church. The church, according to the Bible, was never to be driven. This is where the fox's tail is with Rick Warren. 
The church was never to be driven. We were never to be a purpose-driven church. No. What did Christ say? Follow me. We were to we were to follow. As the Holy, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my Spirit, saith the Lord. It is being led by the Holy Spirit. The churches of God, we have a purpose, but we're to be led by the Holy Spirit to fulfill that purpose. Where we follow the Lamb, according to Revelation 14, the ones who overcome. Who are these? These are they that follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. You want to be an overcomer? You follow the Lamb wherever he takes you. Purpose driven? No. This is what has happened in America with this NAR, the New Apostolic Reform Movement. This is part of the spirit behind Rick Warren and these men that have been driven, that are driving the Christians. This The, the New Apostolic Reform Movement is dominion theology. They're dominionists, taking over the world, taking over cities of the world, taking over whatever they can take over, believing a lie that they're going to take this world over and present it to Christ as a gift when he returns. It's unbiblical. It's deceptive. It's deception. But millions and millions of evangelical Christians have been deceived by this spirit. These are they that follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. Where did Peter follow the, the, the Lamb? To his martyrdom. We are not to be driven. We are not purpose driven. I am not driven in my ministry. I am not driven. I haven't picked up this spirit of America to compete, this competitive spirit we have in America. This is a this is a one of the strategies of the devil in the churches. Competition. More numbers. Bigger assemblies. Purpose driven. No. Led. I've told the story before, and I'm going to talk about in the coming, maybe in the next hour or two, I'm going to talk about each one of us has been given prophecies from the time we were born again by Christ himself or by other people around us that pertain to our future. And we, many evangelicals, they don't understand these prophetic words that are given to us, these words of knowledge, words of wisdom. They don't know what to do with these things. We'll discuss a little bit, get going into depth about this. But I'll give you an example. 
I believe, if I, if I remember correctly, it was in like 1988 or 89. I have to think about it. But the Holy Spirit told me that I would have, at, in the future, I was going to start a ministry. Well, I, I remember I was on the, I was painting. I had a painting company and I was on the side of a building south side of the building up about 15 feet and the Lord said I want you to start a ministry well I, I just I stopped I stood there on that ladder thinking about that because it just I had to make sure is this God or is this just me but I knew it was the Lord I know how he spoke to me that's in 1988 in 2001, in April, he gives me the exact day to start my ministry, June 2nd, 2001. This is what, 88, 12, 13 years later, roughly? Then he gives me the go-ahead. Not purpose-driven. If I'd have been purpose-driven... I would have immediately come down off that ladder and gone out to try to start and figure out what kind of a ministry I was going to have. But I didn't. I waited because I knew from the time I was young in the Lord, wait on the Lord. David would always say, wait on the Lord. There's a song. Wait on the Lord. In America, we're driven. In America, we're competitive. In America... The spirit to succeed, to be successful, to be better than everybody else, to be number one. Very, very, very destructive spirit causes more trouble in the body of Christ, in a sense, than any other spirit. And these pastors, I've watched it for the last 25 years, and it made me sick to, to watch how these ministries would try to get bigger, more affluent, greater notoriety, wanted to puke and vomit and get sick and throw up. I kind of made my point. Because I could tell this was not of God. There were good one there were good ministries and they were big and they were large. And they serve their purpose. But now, it's changed. What they could do, what they did do, these big ministries, they will never ever be effective ever again. Because God, the Holy Spirit, has gone a completely different way now. He shifts with the age. He shifts with time. And the children of God have to shift with Him. We live, lived, past tense, in, an, in a very safe setting, in a, religion, a safe setting for most religions, or for religion in general. The setting has changed. The society is now hostile toward Christ. Hostile toward God. Hostile toward Christians. 
hostile toward anybody who confesses, professes Jesus Christ. Things have changed. And you know it's changed. One thing that the Holy Spirit, with the people that are, that are going to be faithful, the people that are faithful, one thing that God promises to the those that are seeking Him, that are truly consecrated to Him, that are making an effort, an attempt, a feeble attempt, even if it's a feeble attempt, the minute that heart begins to turn to Christ, the Holy Spirit will come immediately and take something feeble and give it a little more life. And then that life will cause it to make a little more another attempt. I'll give you an example. We had a cat. We had a, and she had kittens. And I think there were like eight little kittens. One of the kittens, this little guy was just a runt. I mean, he was so weak, he couldn't even lift his head up to nurse. Well, I knew, and we knew that he was going to die <clears throat> if we didn't intervene. <coughs> Pardon me. So what we would do is we would force his little mouth open on a nipple to get him one drop of his mother's milk. And he would fall over like he was dead. Then we wait about an hour and wake him up and get him another drop of milk and he'd fall over like he's dead. He was exhausted. But after about two days, all of a sudden, this little cat, this little runt, he didn't care how big the other sisters and brothers around him were when it was time to eat. I mean, those little tiny claws came out and that little head would start swinging back and forth and he would knock anybody off of any nipple that he wanted to get to. This is the way God's children need to be with God. We will, no matter what, we will make every attempt possible to be godly, to move forward with God, to find our calling, to be faithful in our calling, to be useful to God, and to please God. And we'll be content with that. Well, this little cat, he stayed kind of a runt, but this little cat, when he got bigger, he would attack dogs. He would attack, he wasn't afraid of anything. That's what God will do to you. You will not fear anything. We'll be right back. Rick Rodriguez. What's up, guys? It's Bucky Dillon from Your Morning Show, and I am proud to be partnered with Pride Roofing and Construction. There was a large windstorm recently. As many of you know, a lot of people's roofs ended up right in their lawn. Well, Pride Roofing and Construction would love to be the company that helps you out, and I cannot recommend them highly enough. They will come out and do a free, no-obligation inspections just so you know the condition of your home, and they will help you with every step of the insurance claim process. Just call 970-825-9305. 
pride, roofing, and construction. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. A lot of radio stations boast about having two, three, four, five hundred thousand listeners. But what they don't tell you is the average listener only listens for four minutes. A song plays they don't like, same old boring commentary, or worse yet, as soon as the commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have one of the longest time spent listening in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial when the commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss what our hosts have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com. Hi, I'm Kathy Roberts at Life Choices Pregnancy Medical Center. Life Choices serves women and men facing unplanned pregnancies who deserve to be heard. We offer pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, and education in a non-judgmental, confidential environment with a caring advocate. Our clients come in scared, confused, and overwhelmed by the size of their issue, but leave educated and empowered with the knowledge to choose life. To donate, visit our website at lifechoices.org. NextGen Windows and Doors of Fort Collins provides superior window and door replacement to northern Colorado homeowners for over 20 years. NextGen was just voted best in NOCO for window service companies and has hundreds of five-star reviews. Call now for a free in-home evaluation, 970-888-6588, or visit them online at nextgenwindowsanddoors.com. Mention KHNC when you call and get a 5% discount. Winter's here. Stop the draft. Podcasts for today's program are on 1360khnc.com. The uh, programs are streamed always at all times. And my contact information is P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. With this little cat, I use Louie, the, I don't know about the kids, I think just named him Louie, but he was the runt, but he lived to be the most ferocious little thing you'd ever imagine. He would attack Rottweilers, 
He would attack pit bulls. He would attack uh, poodles. He'd attack anything that was a dog. He wasn't afraid of anything. We think that he'd even attack bobcats and raccoons and bears. He was ferocious. This is what God will do to you. God will give you His Holy Spirit. If you desire the things of God and if you desire to be what you are to be at this time in the world, in this generation, the final generation that closes out the age, if you desire to be the best, the top, what you were ordained to be. From the foundation of the world, God ordained something for you. If this is what you desire, God will give you the desires of your heart. God will give you His Holy Spirit. With His Holy Spirit, there is nothing that you will not be able to do. You will be ferocious. With His Holy Spirit, you will be timid, maybe. Let's say you're a timid, gentle person. You'll become worse than a lion. Let's say that you you are someone who is very, very destructive as a personality. You'll become the most gentle person. This is what God does. He takes those that are most destructive and makes them handle things that are delicate. And he takes those people that are very timid and makes them like lions. He works with us in our personality so that we can glorify him and further his purposes, which we want to do anyhow, for his kingdom, which we love. And we love the king of this kingdom. We're going to continue with the second hour in a few minutes. So... 1360khnc.com podcast section for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Rick Rodriguez will be right back. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here's some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs. Or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Warning! Warning! The person calling you has the coronavirus. The person calling you is infected with the coronavirus. Do not pick up. The virus is airborne and will travel through the ether wirelessly from phone to phone, thus infecting your phone. Save yourself and others around you. You will die if you answer this call. Do not pick up or you will be infected with the coronavirus. Insurance. Nobody likes buying it, but everyone needs it. The problem with insurance is if you don't need it, the money is simply gone. Car insurance costs hundreds of dollars a month, and if you don't get into an accident, which most people don't, the money is simply gone. Health insurance costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month, 
And unless you have a significant health issue, the money is simply gone month after month, year after year. When it comes to life insurance, all companies provide low-cost term insurance for people that acts just like car and health insurance. If you don't need it, the money is gone. At Northwestern Mutual, one of the reasons why we are ranked as the best insurance company in the United States is we offer a variety of low-cost blended plans that actually allow you to build wealth in the most likely event that you do not need to collect on your life insurance. Finally, an insurance plan that doesn't take your money and can actually build your wealth. To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin, at 602-909-9048. Again, that's 602-909-9048. When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. It's important that we have a correct understanding about God. When Jesus prayed to God, he called him his father. It indicates the close relationship they had with one another. Matthew says that people accuse Jesus of being a friend of tax collectors and sinners. I say, hallelujah. A friend is somebody who likes you and is trustworthy. They won't tell everybody about everything. In fact, they won't tell anybody about anything. How else were tax collectors and sinners supposed to get their lives straightened out unless he took an interest in them? Jesus wants to be friends with us and get our lives straightened out too. It's good to know that you can trust Jesus and he'll take you just the way you are. And if Jesus came to show us what God is like, then God will accept people the way they are. He, God the Father, is too a friend of sinners. The old devil would like you to think that God is out to get you, and that's true, he is out to get you. He wants to get you right into his everlasting kingdom. This is Rod Bieber with Seed Time and Harvest. Strange things happen around here sometimes. I can't figure it out. But it's okay. Because we have the mysteries of God figured out. 
and what God plans to do in our time. So welcome to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, every Sunday, 9 to noon. During the week, I host the open, not the open forum, I host the, uh, I did at one time host the open forum for about two years, but then recently I've ho- I'm the host now of The Present Truth, Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3. So, I talk about the end of the world and the prophecies that are taking place and what is politically and what's happening throughout the earth is part of the what Christ said would happen. There would be signs of the end of the world and we're watching those signs presently. Now, last week and earlier in this first hour, talking about our calling, and we are going to close out the age. We are going to go through the hardships, the greatest hardships the world has ever known. How does God choose us at this time? to go through these hardships? Why? Who knows? Were we there like Job? Were we there when God laid the foundation of the world, when He laid it out, when He put the plan together before the fallen angels, or the angels, and the fallen angels would rebel, before the universe was even existed, before anything was even created, I believe, the foundation of the world. God looked into the future and He made the decision. And you can put your name, just talk, mention your name. You were ordained by God to be here at this time. It was not an accident. You were ordained to be either male or female. You are ordained to be whatever it is you are. God has given you individually every single thing that you need to be what God wants you to be if you will allow Him and give Him the reins to your, to your world, to your life. These apostles... The reason they were apostles is because they let everything go. Are you going to be an apostle? No. Can you let everything go? Yes. Can God do something with you that would be so unimaginable in your lifetime, that you would be so full of joy and hope that you would never believe you could be so happy. By following Christ, by giving your life to the Lord, you will truly have joy unspeakable in this lifetime, no matter what would happen, 
no matter what would, would occur. In all the hardships, Christ would be with you. But it takes each and each of us to make that decision. Christ cannot make that decision for us. He won't violate our own free will. We have to make the decision. We're going to go through hardships. Now, you have to make the decision. Are you going to go through the hardship with Christ or without Him? The children of the world are going to go through the, to the hardships without Christ. But they're going to go through the hardships. We're going to go through the hardships, but with Christ. The Jewish people are going to go through the hardships without Christ. God has a plan for Israel, but that plan for Israel does not involve their Messiah. Their Messiah is distant from them. They have prophecies, and the prophecies to Israel, in these prophecies, there is no Messiah. There is only the God of righteousness who will come to bring in a kingdom in their future. But during the hardships they're going to go through, there is no Messiah because they rejected the Messiah 2,000 years ago as a nation, as a people. The world, apart from God, they're going to go through the hardships without Christ unless Christ reveals Himself to them and they become members in the family of God. We are unique. We are different in the sense that we have Messiah. We have the Messiah. We have been redeemed by the Messiah. <clears throat> Our sins have been forgiven. We have everything that Israel, natural Israel, and the Gentile people do not have. But because there has been a, I don't know how to phrase this, um, there has been teaching, Christian teaching, in America. But I don't think it is emphasized the power, the authority that God has given His children to overcome the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Evangelical Christianity in America has not been strong on the, this matter of the transformation of the soul of each individual believer. The growth. The con being conformed to the image of Christ, to being transformed, our mind being renewed, 
but rather within evangelical Christianity, it's been about God loves us and we have grace. God does love us. God does is gracious to us. But still, God has an expectation that we mature and that we be faithful in our duties to this king of a real kingdom. And this kingdom that we're members of, it's eternal. The kingdom can't be shaken. We individually can be shaken. The kingdom cannot be shaken. In this kingdom, there are, there's order. This king of this kingdom, there's order with this king. There's a scepter that he holds. And this scepter has an exact measurement. It's exact. And everything in the kingdom is measured by the dimensions of that scepter. The scepter is righteousness. Everything is righteous. The conduct of all the citizens within the kingdom is observed. The king doesn't allow strife amongst his members. If there are offenses, the king demands the offenses be taken care of. There needs to be apologies. Things need to be made right. This kingdom, with the order of the kingdom, the principles and the laws of the kingdom, the Ten Commandments, there is one God, that God should be loved above there should not be any other gods. That God should be loved with his whole heart, soul, and mind. Then, with the other commandments, the commandments protect each of us individually from other people, from the unrighteous deeds of others. But it protects the others from our unrighteous deeds. You see, we can be unrighteous and cause offenses just like others can offend us. So, a love toward God and then protection for those around us from us and protection for us from others around us. That's the way it is in God's kingdom. Children, the way that Christ presents it, little children can understand it. We need to be protected from the criminals around us. But if we become a criminal, others around us need to be protected. The order in this kingdom, it's real. It's not opaque. The kingdom of heaven. Revelation chapter 1 is unique. 
Because in Revelation chapter 1, now I know we read it over and over and over and we think, well, you know. No, it is a unique chapter in the Bible. It introduces the unveiling, the making known, what is not evident, a revelation of this Messiah. The Gospels present Messiah in one way. The epistles present him in another way. But God gave him the right to show the servants, his servant John, who he is in another perspective. Because the first two perspectives through the Gospels and through the Epistles were not enough. So, and even in the book of Acts. But now, Christ himself is able to present himself to us the way that he wants us to see him. First thing he says, verse 1. This revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants. What's the first thing he says? Things which must shortly come to pass. It's important. God wants his born-again people to know what is coming to pass. And sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. This was like it was taken to the post office and return mail, or, or what do they call it? Uh, you have to have it notarized. Sends it to his ser servant, to his servant John, a prophecy fulfilled. Christ said he would visit John in the future, and here in Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, Christ has come to see John before he dies. Verse 2, who bears record of the word of God, of the testimony of Jesus Christ, of the things that he saw. Blessed is he that reads, they that hear the words of the prophecy. This is a prophecy. We think, oh well, it's just the book of Revelation. No, it is a prophecy. To keep those things, blessed are those who keep the things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. It was 1900 years ago, but now I say, the time is at hand. Who does this revelation go to? Does it go to Israel, to the children of Israel? Does it go to the Gentile people? No. Verse 4. John, to the seven churches in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him who is, who was, who is to come, from the seven spirits which are before his throne. This book of Revelation is written to the believers to the body of believers through 2,000 year period of time. This is a signified letter to us from God written down 
by John. This is to us. This is not to Israel. This is not written to the Gentiles. This is written to the family of God who are born again. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince over the kings of the earth. Christ wanted everyone to make to, to be clear on this matter. He is the one who was the first to be raised from the dead. He's the first begotten. He was faithful during his temptation, his trial. He was examined by Pilate, examined by the Sanhedrin, examined by the apostles, examined by the people of Rome that were there prior to the crucifixion when he was taken to be tested. He was actually, the Lamb of God was being inspected by the world. The Lamb of God, just like with the laws of Moses, they had to take the sacrifice and inspect it. And the priests had to go through the hair of the sacrifice to look for blemishes. And here Christ was being examined by the Sanhedrin, by the, the religious world, being examined by Pontius Pilate. The apostles are there, questioning, looking. And here, this Lamb of God meets all of the qualifications required by a righteous God to be inspected. He should not have even been inspected by the world. They had no right to inspect him, but they did. And the Jews, the, the Sanhedrin, the religious world, they inspected him unrighteously. They found no fault in him, and still they had him crucified. He was a faithful witness. He was the first begotten of the dead. And Christ immediately lets us know that he is the prince over the kings of the earth. He is the king. He's the prince over the kings of the earth. These kings in the earth today, he's the prince over every single one of them. Unto him that loved us, washed us from our own sins in his own blood. He did not wash the children of Israel from their sins they are still in their sins. They rejected their Messiah. He washed us from our sins. Who? Those in His body. In His body of believers that have been born again. We've been washed in His own blood. He made us kings and priests unto God. This is what He is telling the Christians. We are kings, we are priests unto God and His Father. We don't act like kings, we don't act like priests. Why? 
because we are in a society that is godless. We are in a society where the three main sins of the society, powerful, powerful, deceptive sins, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Have you seen so many people that are so full of themselves because of the wealth they may have, because of the, and I'm talking about pretty much a general, I'm not talking about Gates's, these people. No, I'm talking about uh, just the people that you bump into when you go shopping. They're just full of themselves, and we can be full of ourselves also. We don't act like kings. We don't act like priests. But the thing is this. As kings, what are we being trained to do? We are being trained to rule ourselves and to rule in our proximity as faithful Christians, as faithful stewards on earth, but also to, to happen in the future, but also to be priests unto God, to bring people to God, and to bring God to people, and His Father. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He will come with the clouds. Every eye is going to see Him. They who pierced Him are going to see Him. All the kindreds, the peoples of the earth, are going to wail because of him, even so, amen. What's he saying in verse 7? When he comes, it's going to be a time where the world is going to be in hardship. If he didn't come, the world wouldn't suffer hardship, wouldn't suffer tribulation. But his coming means that the, the, the condition of the world is going to become dangerous and like Christ said that if he didn't come no flesh would be saved so his coming means there's going to be hardship in the earth the hardship is going to come from the kingdom of darkness the kingdom of darkness is going to go to war, has always been at war with God and Christ, is going to go to war with the body of believers that are born again. And all the earth will wail because of him. But John says, even so, it has to happen. Amen. This is where Christ says, I'm Alpha and Omega the beginning and the ending. He was the Alpha then. He's the Omega now. Who was, who is, who was, who is to come. The Almighty. He's coming this time as Omega. 2,000 years ago, He came as Alpha. But now He's coming as the Omega. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the aisle... John is already suffering late in his life. He's still suffering. He is exiled, being persecuted on the isle that's called Patmos for the word of God 
for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He's, on, he's in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and he heard behind him a great voice as a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What you see, write it in a book, send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, to Laodicea. These, this revelation was sent to the seven churches of God, to the born-again people that would be born again in the, in the following 2,000 years. These seven churches are prophetic. They existed back then, but each one would have its place in a prophetic timetable moving into the future. The last Laodicea would not come into prophetic existence until about 1600 in America. It would begin to be brought to life in America in about 1600, 1700. Laodicea. So each church has a prophetic timeline to it. So we're at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back in just a few minutes. And this is the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. We'll continue in a few minutes. Learn how public bail bonds policy affects crime and get all of your bail bonds questions answered by tuning in or calling in to Bail Talk Sundays from 1 to 3 right here on the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC. Hey folks, the Rev here. When the economy collapses, so will society. Martial law will rule, but the protectors will become the looters and thieves. The future will be merciless. Prepare yourself now. Join the Rev for the best urban survival training available today. Call KHNC 970-587-5003 to reserve a seat now. That's 970-587-5003. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com. Tehebo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. 
The complete website is TehiboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TehiboTeaClub.com. Reasons to own gold. Reason number one. Culturally, the golden rule is treating others as you want to be treated. But financially, the golden rule is those that have the gold make the rules. When you retire, make sure you can write your rules. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 9 to noon for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus Okay, we're back. I realize that sometimes three hours is a bit long. That's why we have the convenience of having podcasts. So these uh, programs are archived. Hopefully you're able to, or <clears throat> you have a way to, uh, <coughs> hopefully you have a way to, to, uh, excuse me. <coughs> hmm, Okay. Uh, maybe you have a way to get to the podcasts, which are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. Okay, I and the reason I'm rehearsing this a second time, I did it last week. I'm not. I'm I'm going a little bit different direction, but I'm still rehearsing chapter one of Revelation. The reason is because this book was written to the churches. It was not written to ancient Israel. They do not understand it. They won't understand it. It is for born-again people. It is not to the Gentiles. Though the Gentiles read it, they understand certain things because there are prophecies about the Gentiles in this book. There are also prophecies about Israel in this book. God wants to show his churches that there are three corporate three corporate peoples in the world. That's the only way I can describe it because that's the way the Bible describes it. And the Apostle Paul in Corinthians said, Do not offend the Jew, do not offend the Gentile. Do not offend the Christian people. Three corporate peoples. Within the Christian people, you have two peoples, Jew and Gentile. So God sees three corporate peoples. And in the book of Revelation, God does have a word to the Gentile people 
of the punishment that's coming to them, to the Gentile world, to the unrighteous, to the Jewish people, how he has to protect them from the great anti-Semitic spirit that will occur at the end of the world, and to the Christian people, Jew and Gentile, the hardships that are going to befall them because of God's hatred, because of an antichrist spirit, because of an antichrist, because of a false prophet, because of a godless nation called Babylon. So, the book of Revelation is thorough. Why? Because Christ is thorough in his dealings with Jew, Gentile, and the church. And he wants the mysteries that are going to be opened in the time in which we live specifically to be understood. I'm going to get to chapter 5 of Revelation in just a few minutes to show you exactly what I just stated. But we're going to finish with chapter 1. The threat to the kingdom of darkness is not the Jewish people, is not the Gentile people. The threat to the kingdom of darkness is a group of people that have the Holy Spirit living in them. This is the threat to the kingdom of darkness. This is why these seven churches of God, these seven lampstands, have always been a threat to the devil and his kingdom and the powers that serve the kingdom of darkness. Israel has not been a threat. The Gentiles have not been a threat. The threat comes from a people that have the Holy Spirit. Remember, when we become believers, I, I don't want to jump around too much, but to make my point, when we become believers, we receive the Spirit of God. We receive born-again power. We are forever with Christ, eternally. We have eternal life in us. This is the beginning of a great experience as an individual just in life, but with God. Then, at some point, we have the Holy Spirit. Now we have the subjective power that we need to live a holy life. We have the subjective power to live in Galatians where called the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is in us, we are able to walk in spirit, stay in spirit, and because of that, we will have gift, we will have fruits. One of the fruits that we will have as an individual is love, 
love for God, love for our fellow man. We'll have joy. We'll have peace. These are subjective experiences of the power of the Holy Spirit in us. We're going to have the ability to have the strength to, no matter what the hardships that will come in life, we will be long-suffering. We will be able to just continue. We will have the fruit of kindness. You know, a lot of Christians, one of the ways I can tell they're Christians is because they're so kind. Then there's the fruit of goodness. There's a fruit of faithfulness, a fruit of gentleness, a fruit of self-control. These are subjective experiences that we get and we have through the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us. Then, at some point, we should hopefully have the baptism of the Holy Spirit which is in addition to being born again and having the power and strength subjectively, then, like in the book of Acts, eventually at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit poured His Spirit upon men and they began to speak in tongues. The gifts, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, There are nine gifts. And these are gifts that are given objectively, power without. These aren't, this isn't like having the power to be kind or gentle or have a loving spirit. No, this is a power, an ability. This is the power of the Holy Spirit upon us to cast out demons. To heal people. Some of the gifts. There's nine of them. Just like there are nine fruits. There are nine gifts. The word of wisdom. I'll give you an example. Word of wisdom. Um, Before. I'll give you the word of knowledge first. Before I was born again. I mean after I was born again. I never planned to get married. But. When I'm 27, I had a friend who on a Sunday night gave me a word. He told me, he said, Rick, if you don't get married, you can't go on with the Lord. Uh, Of course, I laughed at him, and I was really, I laughed very hard. I'm abbreviating the story. But I, in the morning, at breakfast, we were getting ready to go to work, and I said, hey, Ed, you remember last night you told me that if I don't, get married, I can't go on with the Lord. And I started laughing again. I thought it was hilarious. He said, yeah. I said, did you mean that? And he was just he had a cup of coffee in his hand and he was stirring the sugar. And he stopped and he looked at me and says, I don't know. I said, did you mean that? And he said, I don't know. Did I? And there was just something in the tone of his voice that kind of freaked me out. I was married four months later. The word of knowledge I found out that God had a plan. So, then there's the word of wisdom. 
I'll have an experience for that in just a second. Thirdly, there's the gift of prophecy, having an ability to speak a word prophetically to somebody about something. There's the gift of faith, which is, we have, all of us have faith, just generally. But the gift of faith is an added ability of faith. So that we, our faith is you like, uh, gone to another level. Gift of healings, working of miracles, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. <clears throat> These abilities to the fruits of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit this is what uh, this is what the kingdom of darkness cannot have cannot have people that live in the spirit experiencing the fruits of the spirit nor can they want or allow Christians to understand the gifts of the Spirit, to use these gifts for furthering the kingdom of heaven. Don't think Satan doesn't want people to understand. There are many people that should have been baptized with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But they have a mental block. And they don't see any reason they don't see and under they don't understand why is it necessary what would be the purpose of the gifts of the spirit why would i need to have the baptism of the holy spirit well because if you're going to go into a warfare situation which we're heading into the church is going into this time of warfare you don't want to go into the warfare without being armored uh, armed and these gifts of the spirit like, for instance, the discerning of spirits, going into an assembly, uh, to an Christian assembly, and here you go in, and you look around, and you realize there are children in the occult in that assembly doing evil. And uh, if you have the gift of discernment, you can see which of these people in the occult, you can tell the spirit behind them and you can warn the pastor. I'll give you an example. Chuck Smith. There was a sister and brother who were members of his church. Years later, the sister finds out that her husband is a practicing Satanist. And they were with Chuck Smith. And the husband was part of the Hosanna worship team writing songs of praise to God. He's a Satanist. Years later, she goes back and meets Chuck, and he remembers her because she was there at the beginning. She and her supposed husband, well, her her, her husband who was a devil worshiper, and she tells Chuck about this. And Chuck remembered, and before he died, he even did a program where he admitted 
that there were he had been infiltrated by devil worshippers. So having the discerning of spirits, you will have these type of people moving into an assembly to destroy from within. And it's it's with big ministries you're going to have infiltration. It's harder for small assemblies to be infiltrated. But still, there have to be there should be people that have the discerning the gift of the discerning 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 of spirits to be able to see what's happening. These gifts are important. If they're in the Bible, then the Bible for some reason thinks they're important. And I know many Christians that were fundamental in their upbringing did not have any realization of the importance of these gifts. The main assembly that I came out of the man was a great Bible teacher, great in teaching the inner life, the growth in life, the walking in spirit, the maturing of the Christian, the being conformed to the image of Christ, being transformed, having our mind transformed, and the plan of God to eventually bring glorification to each of his children. But he did not like the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He did not teach on the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the gift of prophecy. He would not teach on the gift of faith, the gifts of healings, the working of miracles, the discerning of spirits, the, the tongues. In fact, he was absolutely opposed to tongues. Tongues are languages. And... He was opposed to all of it. Why? Because I think eventually he knew that these gifts might be used for his undoing. He was a... This is where Holy, the Holy Spirit took me into this ministry. And it was great for my Christian growth. The best. But later on, this pastor, he would uh, deviate from the truth. And the Lord gave me a verse. What he taught me, the Lord said, he taught you perfectly. Do as they say, don't do as they do. So my Christian background, I owe to this ministry, to this brother as a great teacher. I owe this to him. I can't take that away. I can't deny it. The principles, the foundational truths, the paths, the ways of God. Through his ministry, I learned these things. No, I'm not going to apologize for being part of that ministry. But the Lord, like I said, do as he says, don't do as he do. Don't do what he does. What did the Lord say about the Pharisees and Sadducees? Do what they say. Don't do as they do. This is our experience, all of us. We've been in these positions for... We do what they say, don't do as they do. We'll be back. 
Hey folks, The Rev here. Most of you know I teach a hardcore urban survival class at Warriors Revolution. Classes are every other Thursday and Saturday. Classes are $25 a session, and there's five total sessions. Contact the radio station at 970-587-5003. That's 970-587-5003. Or you can call the Rev directly. We'll get you scheduled and get you in class. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. January 22nd saw Northern Colorado invaded by thousands of Second Amendment patriots going to the new PE gun show facility at the Greeley Mall. Gone are the days of the crowded facility and limited products. Patrons shopped hundreds of tables filled with all the items you expect at a premier event show. For future show dates, CCW training, or seller reservations, visit PEShows.com. That's PEShows.com for more info. While you're out, visit Harsh Outdoors at 600 Oak Avenue in Eaton. They carry a full line of ATVs, UTVs, mowers, trimmers, sprayers, and chainsaws from Husqvarna, DR, Generac, and EasyGo. Whether you have half an acre or a thousand, they carry the equipment you need. They also have a full-line gun store with lots of firearms, ammo, safes, and accessories. Check out HarshOutdoors.com. That's HarshOutdoors.com. Backyard or back 40, Harsh Outdoors has you covered. See you at the show. This is Carter, bail agent at ASAP Bail Bonds. We now have a radio show. Tune in every Sunday at 2 to 3 to learn the truth about bail. Feel free to give us a call anytime for free bail information. 970-378-7878. We want you to know the truth about the rise in crime. Tune in every Sunday at 2. Do you need your fireplace clean? Not sure if your fireplace is working right or not sure if the fireplace is efficient? Call Abundant Flame at 970-966-0217 to schedule your appointment. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-ins, pellet stoves, wood fireplaces, and electric fireplaces. Visit us at Abundant-Flame or call 970-966-0217. Okay, we're going to finish out the second hour. Fortunately, these are uh, programs are on podcast on 1360khnc.com. 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree and, and, and Lampstand Ministry. 
My contact information is P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And then during the week, I host the uh, Present Truth program from 2 to 3, Monday through Thursday, which those programs are also on podcast, 1360KHNC.com. I'm trying to get through the first chapter of Revelation. The point is this. Christ is saying His sole work, the emphasis of all that He's going to do is going to be with these seven churches. Is going to be with these lampstands. There are seven of them. He is going to walk in and out, back and forth, through these lampstands. He's going to appoint an angel which will be seven stars. They are going to oversee and protect these churches. Why? Because they are going to come under severe attack by Satan. Satan is going to bring in great deception. Satan is going to, uh, they're going to be infiltrated by Satanists, by the children of the devil. Everything in chapter 2 and chapter 3, the personalities, each of these seven churches, and the prophetic timeline for each of these churches, and the again, the personality of each one is going to be addressed perfectly. Christ's work He's saying, my work will be with born-again people for 2,000 years. And these born-again people, I am going to have seven assemblies or churches. Each church will be a lampstand. It will present me and my glory and who I am to in, in the way that they are going to develop in their personality, they will present me to the world. These are my lampstands. These are, this is my plan with the world. Seven churches. We'll be back for the third hour in just a few minutes. This is Rick Rodriguez. All the Train Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. We'll be back. Thirteen sixty KHNC dot com has CBD products. Click on the shop button and get yours today. Just go to thirteen sixty KHNC dot com slash shop. The CBD on our website is ninety nine percent pure, all natural, no pesticides, non GMO. Is grown organically right here in Colorado and is one hundred percent THC free. Oh, and did you know ours is the lowest price CBD anywhere in northern Colorado? For all your CBD needs, just log on to thirteen sixty KHNC dot com slash shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 
Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Worvin. Shots fired, a life lost Friday night at a church in Aurora. Police confirmed three people were shot at the church on Aurora's North Olathe Avenue. The shooter reportedly escaped before officers could get there. Police say there was some sort of relationship between the shooter and the woman whose body was found in the church. Two men also shot were alive when taken to the hospital, both expected to survive. Some of the things said this past week as a woman was abducted from former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg's ranch in Rio Blanco County are just now coming to light. Jim Williams has more. 48-year-old Joseph Beecher is in jail in Wyoming on a federal kidnapping charge accused of taking 46-year-old ranch employee Amanda Ettinger at gunpoint Wednesday before she was found safe in Cheyenne early Thursday. She tells authorities Beecher told her he wanted to, in these words, make an international scene with Bloomberg or his two daughters. The Bloomberg family wasn't there when Beecher rammed his pickup through the gates shortly before abducting Ettinger. He asked her where the two adult daughters were, then reportedly started ranting about their dad. Beecher forced Ettinger to drive him to Denver in her truck and later north to Cheyenne, according to police. When he was arrested, Beecher possessed an AR-15 and a handgun. Beecher had worked as an apartment complex handyman in Craig, but was fired Tuesday and was reportedly going to lose his housing as well. I'm Jim Williams. To mask up or not to mask up remains a big question statewide as the battle against COVID-19 continues. The number of cases around the state continuing to decline, so several counties are ending their mandates for people to wear a mask in public. Denver's mandate ended just this past week, but Boulder says it plans to retain its order until further notice. In Jefferson County, the Board of Health there says the mask order will run through the 18th of this month unless something major happens over the next two weeks or so. I'm Ted Werbin on the Rocky Mountain News Network. Family-friendly vacations, a weekend with the boys, or a romantic getaway. You will find it in Wyoming's Carbon County. Winter favorites include museums, mineral hot springs, snowmobiling, cross-country skiing, and snowshoeing. You'll enjoy an array of lodging, dining, and entertainment options. All the fun set against the West's favorite backdrop. Plan your trip at wyomingcarboncounty.com forward slash travel safe. That's wyomingcarboncounty.com forward slash travel safe. Get your West on. How would you like to save up to $1,000 a month? If you're a homeowner, it's possible. And you can learn more by getting a free mortgage review from American Financing. See if you can lower your rate or pay off high interest debt and potentially skip two mortgage payments. Just call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or apply online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The P.E. Gun Show, February 12th and 13th, has two giveaways, an AR pistol from Modern Arms and Optics and a 12-gauge semi-auto from GB Survival. Guns, ammo, knives, military surplus, self-defense products, and much more. Located at 1840 Greeley Mall in Greeley, Colorado. Buy, sell, or trade in $50 CCW classes on Saturday and Sunday. See PEShows.com to register. That's PEShows.com. See you at the show. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. 
I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Hey, this is Mike Ramsey, Ramsey Auto Group, with Steve Pardue, 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley is our new address. Phone number is 970-443-5654. We specialize in used trucks and sport utility vehicles, but mainly trucks. We have extended our hours on Saturdays to 10 to 3 and Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 5.30, serving the Greeley community and the surrounding areas, but we are really proud to call Greeley our home. 970-443-5654-6175 West 10th Street in Greeley. Welcome to the third hour of today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, hour three. I realize that it may be difficult to sit for the three hours, so you can go to the podcasts and listen as you desire, when you want, at 1360khnc.com, podcast section to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program for today. <clears throat> I uh, am emphasizing that the book of Revelation, chapter 1, Christ is impressing, trying to impress, presenting that this book, the whole book, all 22 chapters, pertain to his plan for the years that would follow this revelation. So from about 1900 years ago to the present, from A.D. 96 to the present, Christ wanted to reveal to the world the plan that would take place through the 2,000 years, which you'll be able to see the history of by looking at chapter 2 and 3, the seven churches. He wants to present the anti-Semitism that will take place at the end of the world in chapter 12 of Revelation and chapter 7. He has to protect the children of Israel, the sons of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, excluding the tribe of Dan. The tribe of Dan has been replaced by the tribe of Manasseh. He wanted to present how he was brought before his father after resurrection in chapter 5 and how he was honored honor was given honor that he was due was given to him in chapter 5 also he wanted to let in chapter 4 know the hardships that would come to his people 
and the unrighteousness and the injustice and the murder and the death that would take place at the hands of an unrighteous world. Then in chapter 11, he wanted the churches to know that they are the witnesses that are going to testify against the unrighteous world and that they are going to bring punishments to that unrighteous world in the first half of the tribulation period. So, the whole book of Revelation is about the period of time from 1900 years ago to the present. And Christ wanted to reveal in the book of Revelation how involved he will be with the societies of the world, especially with the born-again family of God. His whole work will be carried out through the born-again family of God. Chapter 18, he reveals, 17 and 18, he reveals the condition of the world powers and of the great enemy of God, a nation, Babylon the Great, in Revelation 18. Then he shows in 19 the judgment of the Antichrist, the false prophet, and how the enemy, the devil, is going to be bound. So the book of Revelation, then also in the book of Revelation, before I forget, is the punishments to the world and the punishments to all of the people that have hated, lived through from the time of Adam and have hated God and have worked against God and His purpose and His plan, their punishment at the great white throne judgment. The book of Revelation, the history of the world, the societies of the world, is complete. <clears throat> Christ didn't leave anything out. I'm going to read, just finish out with chapter 1, verse 20. The mystery of these seven stars, which you saw on the right hand, the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of seven churches. Seven lampstands, which you saw, are the seven churches. Now, Christ is laid out that everything is for and is about these churches because he lives in the people, the people, as the Holy Spirit, for the most part, he lives in the members of these seven churches. Some of the churches have imposters that are not true Christians. He reveals that in the seven churches, they would be infiltrated by the children of the devil. Not all that were members of these assemblies would necessarily be Christians. But there would be apostasy. They would be dysfunctional. They would be a mess. 
But out of each of the seven churches, there would be a group of faithful Christians that would carry the testimony of Jesus Christ, of their Messiah, carry out his plan, and would represent him in a proper way. Which, as I go to chapter 5, I'm going to present something to you. I had a fellowship, I had a, some fellowship with a friend here about two weeks ago, week and a half ago. And I've stated that, you know, in the evangelical churches in America, you have these apostles, a man, men and women, teams of apostles, no such thing as a female apostle. It's unbiblical. It is never, it never had been in the scripture. They talk about Deborah in the Old Testament. She was a civil servant. She was not a priest. In the way God has done things in the past, things stay consistent. There are no women pastors. There are not to be. The Bible says the women are not to teach. The women are not to have authority in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, there were rabbis. There were no female rabbis. This is a hard word, but it's to protect the women. Because Paul said that women have to have a someone to protect them spiritually from the angels. What angels was Paul talking about? The holy angels of God? No. Talking about the fallen angels. Why? Because the fallen angels deceive women. Women in the New Age movement. Who do you think deceives them? It's the spirits. Why do the spirits go to women? Because there's a principle with women. The principle is they like power. And they don't they see the authority that naturally is given by God to man to men and they 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 can get offended by that this is the prophecy there is a prophecy in Zechariah 5 about the women's lib movement at the end of the world i can't get into that today i didn't bring my notes but there would be a women's lib movement at the end of the world it would begin in the united, united states of america and it would go out through the whole world. But it would take its home, would be in the United States. Women libbers can be upset with me if they want. But the thing is, many women lib, they realize that uh, it's kind of a curse when they tell you the truth. But the women's lib movement becomes a movement of man hatred, which is unhealthy for everybody now going back to the matter of apostles in the churches these men that talk about being apostles they don't know they don't understand anything about they, they don't understand what they're talking about they're talking about 
positions of authority, positions of power. Uh, they're gifted maybe naturally speaking. They are, they have degrees. This has nothing to do with God using men as apostles. Will there be apostles in our time? Yes, there will be. The Bible says there will be. Revelation chapter 18. This nation will be responsible. This Babylon the Great will be responsible for the death, the martyrdom of prophets and apostles and of all who are slain on the earth. So yes, there will be some true apostolic men, but not the men that say they are. I'll give you a little insight. The apostles that were with Christ, very simply, they were to take the pure teachings of Christ and take those pure teachings into wherever God would take them. Thomas went to India. But he took all of the lessons that he learned during his time being shepherded by Christ. The teachings of Christ were the priority with Peter, with John, James, Jude. The teachings were put in their hands. This was the whole purpose of Christ picking these men was to present to them his perfect teachings, his way. Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Eventually, at the end of chapter 7, Christ said, there is a wise and there is a foolish. Everyone who is wise builds his foundation upon these teachings of mine. The winds are going to come, the rains and the floods are going to come. Meaning, he's talking about what's coming from the invisible world of darkness, of the kingdom of darkness. The winds are the satanic winds that will come against anyone and the teachings of Christ. The rains are going to come. The destructive rains and the floods, another form of demonic activity, are going to come. And this person, we as Christians, in principle, this will be our experience. The winds, the rains, and the floods are going to come. But whoever hears the teachings of Christ is like a man who laid a foundation. And when these demonic, satanic attacks come, that structure is going to stand because it had a foundation. The foundation, the teachings of Christ. These men today, 
that say they are apostles. I've studied some of them. Their teachings are not the teachings of Christ. Oh, they have they have New Testament teaching. They have this, this, this. No, they don't understand that the Christ's teachings in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, this is expounding on the laws of Moses in a practical way. Much harder to live Matthew 5, 6, and 7 in a sense than to live the Ten Commandments because the teachings of Christ were more demanding. But Christ knew that through the power of His Holy Spirit, our righteousness would exceed that of the righteousness of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. These teachings of Christ would incorporate the Holy Spirit to assist us. So these men who say they are apostles, if their teachings are not solid teachings of Christ, no, they are not apostles. Another thing, you don't self-appoint yourself to these positions of authority. Not in the body of Christ. Like I said in the first hour, in the kingdom of heaven, there is a king. And in his kingdom, there's order. In his kingdom, there are laws. In his kingdom, there is structure. There is a scepter. And the scepter has an exact measurement. The measurement of, of a righteous God. And everything is measured by that scepter. Now, in that kingdom, which we are members of, God places us as members in His kingdom wherever He wants to place us. He places us, everyone, where He wants us to be. Now, with the apostles, they did not self-appoint like these men in America today that, yes, they have degrees, they have power, they are known, well-known, they've been in the ministry circuit with all the powerful men. That doesn't mean a thing. Jesus Christ said, Jesus Christ, or, or Paul the Apostle said, I am an Apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. And Paul came out in, in many of his books, a few of his books, and stated, I'm an Apostle ordained as an Apostle by the will of God. These men, you cannot assume and take that position of apostle. No. In the kingdom, God's kingdom, there are appointments. God, Christ, chooses 
who is going to be appointed in his work, in his churches. There are pastors in the churches that were not called by God, but they are in the positions of pastors. Doesn't matter, they weren't called. They were appointed by the will of man, by the will of the flesh, by the will of blood, but they weren't called by God. And it's the same with these men who say they are apostles. No, God will choose in His kingdom. It's His kingdom. He will choose the people that He wants to give authority to. And the ones that He appoints, they will have true authority, whether they be pastors, teachers, whether they be uh, in the prophetic world, whether they be evangelists. You'll know by the power of the Spirit in their work, in their ministry. Lester Summerall, I used to like to listen to Summerall. Why? Because I knew he was ordained by God to do what he did with his ministries. I had no doubt. I knew he was ordained. I could tell by the power in his talk. I could tell by the integrity of what he did, what he was doing. The same with with uh, here in this area. I'll always go back to uh, John Stalker. Ordained. Not accident. Planned. Moved to Colorado from, I think, in Nebraska to do a work. And I remember going to the resurrection ordained I can tell men who have been ordained by God into ministry and I can tell uh, uh, people that are in ministry that have not been ordained by God why because I have the gift of discernment am I bragging about it no but I thank God I have it because I can see the men that have the Spirit of God on them that have been called to do a work. And I know men who I've gone into ministries and these men are dead. What they speak. Oh, it's like the Apostle Paul in Second Corinthians. Great philosophy. Great teachers. Great persuaders. But they don't have the Holy Spirit. That's the difference. Godly people and all of God's people should have the discernment to know who has the Spirit of God upon them. Men that are teaching, that are shepherding, who has the Spirit of God on them? Because if they don't have the Spirit of God on them, then the fruit is not going to pass the test that's coming. The test that is coming is fire. Tribulation. That's another term for fire. There's tribulation coming. It's going to be like fire. And the people 
that do not have teachers that are teaching the teachings of Christ, then their faith is their faith is going to waver. Like I stated about the pastor that in the fellowship where I was raised as a young Christian, the Holy Spirit took me there. I had no choice in the matter. Through the sovereign hand of God, I ended up in California with a ministry. And I was not allowed to leave that ministry for about four years. Only with the Lord's permission was I allowed to leave through His sovereignty and with His permission. I didn't just up and split because God used the ministry of this one man to teach me his ministry, his teachings were excellent. Now, later on in years, he would deviate. But then the Lord told me, like I told you in the last hour, do as they say, don't do as they do. I never did do what he did later in his life. He was faithful into his 70s. Then he began to deviate as a teacher. Do as they say, don't do as they do. And today, it's vital. Men, there will be men who will know and understand the teachings of Christ. They will know the ways of God. They will know the paths, the ancient paths that were set that you could always trust. They will know for instance, consecration. If you're not consecrated to the Lord, consecrate yourself to the Lord. Give your life to Him without reservation. He will make your life so enjoyable and so fruitful and productive, you'll never believe it. Okay, we're going to be back for one final half hour segment. So hold on, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez for Olive Tree and Landstand Ministry Radio Church. J.D. the Colorado Deplorable here to tell you about my new show, Swamp Fight, right here on AM 1360 KHNC Radio, Saturdays from noon to one. Join me as we do battle in the D.C. Swamp. The P.E. Gun Show, February 12th and 13th, has two giveaways, an AR pistol from Modern Arms and Optics, and a 12-gauge semi-auto from GB Survival. Guns, ammo, knives, military surplus, self-defense products, and much more. Located at 1840 Greeley Mall in Greeley, Colorado. Buy, sell, or trade in $50 CCW classes on Saturday and Sunday. See PEShows.com to register. That's PEShows.com. See you at the show. Hi, this is Brett King, Glass Doctor of Greeley, Colorado. 970-616-3100. We take care of all of your home, auto, and business glass needs. Home glass repair, shower doors, mirrors, storefronts, window replacement. Come find us at 6310 West 10th Street in Greeley, Colorado. And uh, don't forget your auto glass and heavy equipment. Again, Brett King, Glass Doctor of Greeley, 970-616-3100. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC, 
I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Most people think they can't afford to invest in gold and silver. But at the Patriot Trading Group, we believe that everyone should have the opportunity to own hard assets. That's why we created our Preferred Metals Program. You can get started for as little as $100 a month. Go to allamericangold.com and click on our Preferred Metals icon to learn how you can get started today. Or call us at 800-951-0592, the Patriot Trading Group, allamericangold.com. Do you hate Disney as much as I do? Don't be a wokey. Listen to 1360 KHNC or go to 1360KHNC.com. Okay, this is the final 30 minutes of the three-hour program for today. And the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. Like I stated the first hour, this, we as a generation of believers, we have a assignment. There's a plan that God has for us that no one else can fulfill no one else can do what we have been are being asked to do and what we're being asked to do is to finish out this period of time this age prior to Christ's return we have the holy spirit the have the we have the power of the holy spirit we are going to need the power of the Holy Spirit like never before. The relationship that the believers have had in the last 40 years is good. It's been wonderful. But the relationship with the believers from, I believe, now and into the future is going to have to be much deeper, much more real, because we cannot stop the tribulation that's coming. We're going to talk more about the tribulation, the exact event when that tribulation will begin in the future, near future. We're going to talk about 
what will happen on the day that the tribulation begins. We're going to talk about what happens for exactly 1,260 days of that first half. And we're going to talk about the day that begins the second half of that tribulation, the 1,260 days to finish that tribulation, which is a seven-year period of time. Then we're going to talk about the 30 days that follow the tribulation in the book of Daniel. And then we're going to talk about the last 45 days to finish out the period of time before Christ returns. I believe that on the day that Christ died, right at that experience, Passover, I believe that that was a jubilee year. And what I mean by that is that all of the debts of sin of mankind were forgiven. And remember how the land was restored on that jubilee year, the 50th year I think it was, how that land was restored to the owner? Well, when Christ died, all man's sin was forgiven. The debts were forgiven. And what rightfully belonged to Christ was returned to Him. What was returned to Christ on the day of resurrection, on the day of Passover, actually? Mankind. The debt was paid, the blood was shed, and now mankind was going to be returned to Messiah. So I believe that in a type, or in a, in actually, I believe it was a jubilee year. Mankind had been usurped from Christ, but now what Christ actually was the inheritor of was given back to him. And he forgave all the sins, just like on a jubilee year. We're going to reach the final jubilee year here coming back, coming very shortly. I, I think it's out about a decade, roughly. When Christ returns, it will be a jubilee year, meaning that all of the lands that belong to the nations that are going to be usurped by Antichrist, the lands are going to be given back to the nations. Israel, all the land, when Christ returns, all the land that was an inheritance to Israel will be given back to Israel. And the lands, naturally, to the nations that was given to them, according to Deuteronomy 32, will be given back to them. It will be a jubilee year. And at the same time, Israel, all of the offenses that Israel had had with Messiah will be forgiven, be forgotten. So I've been looking into that. I, I'm just presenting kind of in a nutshell why I believe that that will be a jubilee year. 
Right now, Israel, they have their jubilee years, <clears throat> the times that they believe. But the thing is, God conceals things. He hides things. Because we're too, you know, man, man, we're too, uh, mankind is, we're too, too brilliant in ourselves. So God has to hide things. But here shortly, the 70th week is coming. For the, and, and the enemy knows, the devil knows that the 70th week is coming. He's trying to bring it in. But the thing is, that first day of that 70th week, things are going to be exposed. We're going to know who the Antichrist is. We're going to know his timetable. We're going to know what he's going to do. But at the same time, we're going to, have an, we're going to be given insight into what we are going to do. I've talked about it in previous programs. I'm going to have to rehearse it because it's been a year and a half since I've talked about it. A year. I began to talk about it a year and a half ago. And then little here, little there. <coughs> there is this group of believers that is causing fear in the kingdom of darkness internationally. And what's causing the fear is these believers are beginning to being trained by the Holy Spirit daily. Being trained to hear what he's speaking, to, to have insight into what he's doing. The men who are going to be the, the, the responsible people in America that are going to be effective are men that are going to have to have vision. What kind of vision? Their vision? Their vision for their Sunday school programs? Their vision for their weekly whatevers? No. I'm not talking about that kind of vision. The men that are going to be used by God are going to have insight into the prophecies of our time. And what that means for the, each nation and for localities. What does that mean? They will have, for example, and this was going to be part of my program today, but I ran out of time. The matter of calling. Each one of us at some point in our lives, many times, God has visited us and has given us information, which would be a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom about our future. Like I said, a brother tells me that if I don't get married, I can't go on with the Lord. I laugh and I, I'm hysterical laughing because I thought that was 
foolish, but I was married four months later. The Holy Spirit tells me I'm going to start a ministry. About 13 years later, I start a ministry. I don't know exactly what the Lord specifically intended till about the time I started the ministry. I wasn't going to have a church, necessarily, as it was going to be a work where I would assist wherever God would want me to assist. And I would go into and help. My wife and I sometimes would go into a church, a group, an assembly, and help the pastor. And we would help the pastor for a season or two seasons, and the Lord would let us move on. And we would go to assist for a season or two, and then go on. And ministering, helping wherever needed. Then, eventually, through a series of quick, what I call quick, instant visions, visions or understandings, in 1998, the Lord tells me basically a little bit about my future, that I would be what I would be doing. Then in about 2002, I went back and I said, Lord, remember that vision you gave me in 1998? What about that vision? And I see a vision where I'm heading west on a train, and the train is in a valley. It's off the ground. There are no wheels. There are no tracks. And the Lord tells me, speak to that valley. Just get out of the train and preach the gospel. Well, I'm thinking, well, what does that mean? That's in 2002, or actually early 2003. 2005, I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada, on the radio, on a radio program, preaching the gospel to the valley. The prophecy came to pass. Now, with these prophecies that God gives us, we have to get a clear interpretation. And there are some prophecies that I've had that have already been given and they've already been fulfilled. There are other prophetic words that I've been given that are taking place presently and will continue to take place in the future. Exactly the same with you. There are things that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you that have already finished. There, the prophecies came to pass as they were prophesied. There are other things where maybe they're still in motion. And there are other things that are future. Not too far out in the future, because we're running out of time now. With the prophetic way in which the prophetic world works, it's important for God's people to begin to understand what does it mean when God speak something to you and you don't have an interpretation. What does it mean? Well, with whatever God shows you, He will give you an understanding. But sometimes you got to wait so that you don't, your own mind will kick in and you'll start to 
figure this out in yourself. Don't do it. Wait until the Holy Spirit reveals to you exactly what he what he wants you to understand. Now with eventually I'm on the radio roughly 4 years in Las Vegas, Nevada. This was all by prophetic uh, understanding. I didn't know I would be on the radio. Then, in November of 19, 2004, I get a prophetic word in Fort Collins from a sister and brother that are out of uh, Colorado Springs that I should be on the radio. I should have been on the radio and the devil has been interfering with God's plan. That's in November. We go to December, January, February. And early March, four months later, I'm on the radio in Las Vegas, Nevada. All worked out by the sovereign hand of God. Then I finished in 2008, the end of 2008. I finished a radio ministry. And I'm done. Forever. Never going to do it again. Till about three years ago. And then the Lord started coaching me. I'm thinking, well, I don't know, Lord. Especially on KHNC, I don't think so. But eventually, the Lord gave me specific instructions. And I began, once again, being a host here on the open forum. I waited a while. And the Lord said, okay. Now, I started beginning to pray about maybe Sunday programming. And I'm not going to be able to finish this testimony because we're going to go to a break. I'll have to finish it on the other side. But I came in to Eric Cedarstrom, was uh, still alive. It was his last visit to Colorado. It was on a Friday. And I was on a prayer drive and the Lord said I drove by the Johnstown exit going north toward Cheyenne the Lord said go in see Eric and Jason talk to him about a Sunday program and I went by the Johnstown exit going north to the Johnstown or the, the Johnstown exit to the Johnson station exit took it got in to see Eric 10 minutes before he and Jason went on their 3 o'clock program. The Lord said, if you don't see him early, you won't see him because he's going to get on a plane right after this program is over. You're not going to have time to visit with him. So I got to the station, 10 minutes till, and uh, walked in, and Jason and... Eric, were there in the front room, or in the front table. Because we're going to go to the break here. So, just said, well, I was in the area, so I thought I'd drop by, which the Lord really sent me. And uh, Eric stated, I said, I'm just wondering, what would you charge for a Sunday program? And Eric says, what do you mean? I said, well, I used to have a a radio, a little church 
not a church. I had a ministry, radio ministry in Las Vegas, and I was thinking about maybe doing something on Sundays. Well, we'll talk about this when we get back, and you'll find out how I ended up here on Sundays. We'll be right back. According to the will of God, we'll be back. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com Hey folks, The Rev here. Most of you know I teach a hardcore urban survival class at Warriors Revolution. Classes are every other Thursday and Saturday. Classes are $25 a session, and there's five total sessions. Contact the radio station at 970-587-5003. That's 970-587-5003. Or you can call The Rev directly. We'll get you scheduled and get you in class. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank. Which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800 951 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Hey listeners, this is Anita, your Medicare specialist. Annual enrollment has come to an end for this year, but don't fret. You still have an opportunity starting January 1st or March 31st to make a change in your plan. Call me for details at 970-515-6882. Also, if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and you're concerned about your co-pays, I have some affordable solutions for you. Call me, 970-515-6882 to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation appointment.
Okay, we're just about to finish the program. Contact information is P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, podcast 1360khnc.com. And then for the Present Truth program, Monday through Thursday, 2 to 3, you can join me then also. So anyhow, I came in. It was about 10 minutes till they went on the air. Eric and Jason were talking at the front table there, and I just asked... uh, Eric, what they would charge for a Sunday morning. They didn't really have much going on on Sundays for a Sunday morning program, maybe an hour program. And he said, what kind of program? I said, well, I said, I had a, I used to do a ministry uh, program in Las Vegas. And he said, so are you talking about a church, radio church? And I thought, well, well, I don't, I'd never use that term. I said, well, I, yeah, kind of something like that. And he said, well, I have been wanting, we, I've been wanting someone to do a radio church program on Sunday morning. Okay, you're it. You're, you got it. You're on. And I thought, well, whoa, okay. He said, that's it. He said, I have been wanting, I've talked to two other people, and they've said no. And then you walk in, you bet. All right. Well, you're gonna you're gonna be the pastor of the radio church program. I said, oh, well, okay, all right. That's how that worked out. My wife and I, I'd had a feeling, I had a thought, I presented it to the Lord, talked to my wife and my children. We prayed, prayed, prayed. We do nothing. Like there's a verse that says that there are many devices in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord that will stand. There are many devices in your heart, but the counsel of the Lord, that will stand. And we pray that. And I thought about it, prayed about it, and then just that one day taking a prayer drive, the Lord said, drop in immediately. Eric's got to fly out, talk to him. I obeyed. That is how I ended up here. And with each move that I've made, adding extra time, has been through a lot of prayer, God's counsel. Even jumping from, I was at 8 to 11, jumping from 8 to 11 to 9 to noon. All of this is in God's counsel. So, many devices in your heart, but the counsel of the Lord, that will stand. We'll be back next Sunday, 9 to noon. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, and may the Holy Spirit be upon your lives in a powerful, powerful way. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Rick Rodriguez. Kids, when making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, Use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. Another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. You're listening to the roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland.